whether we like it or not, Jesus is coming soon. Amen? Father, we want to thank you once again. We want to appreciate you. We want to give you all praises and adoration. We want to bless your holy name as we go into your word. Father, you are the one that can speak your word to us. Today, Lord, come and talk to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Where you want us to return to, what we are doing that you don't want us to do it again. Father, I pray as we share this message, you will establish it in our heart for us to know what you don't want in our life. Let your Holy Spirit continue to guide. Let your Holy Spirit continue to lay the foundation in our heart so that we continue to follow you in the mighty name of Jesus. As we speak today, Father, every word that will come up from this altar, they shall come from you in Jesus' name. Everyone that will be listening to you, it will be listening from your throne in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebook every split of sleep in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, no matter how long you have walked, you are walking now, in the wrong direction, certainly you have to take turn. You have to take turn, you have to turn back, I mean to say, and take the right direction. No matter the direction that you are following, in a wrong direction, when you are following wrong direction, you are going, you are going, you are going. Certainly you are going to turn back, right? There is something that I used to tell us, take the second next seat, make a U-turn. How many of us familiar to that voice? If you are familiar, wave your hand to the Lord. Take the second right or take the next turn and make a U-turn. No matter whatever you are doing, if you are going the right direction, it will never tell you to make a U-turn, right? So, no matter how far you have walked in the wrong direction, at a point, you will turn back and take the right direction. You, there's a popular saying in English that you can't eat your cake and still have it. The moment you consume it, you don't have it again. Correct? All right. How many of you can walk through two parts? There are two parts. You can walk through that. How many? No one? Hallelujah. The man who tried to walk through road will split his pant. If you are trying to walk through path, no matter how close it is, the path will go. You will split your pant. And this is where it is whenever we are trying to please God at the same time, please Him. You must take one direction. Walking two roads which can only lead to disaster. In Revelation 2, verse 5a, Remember therefore from where you are falling, repent and do the first work. That's what it says. Before we proceed to, to, for today's message, let me ask you a couple of questions. You don't have to give me answer. Answer it within your mind. 
Do you find yourself deeply in sin? Are you in need of a new beginning or new start? Do you require a clean slate from everyone around you? If you find yourself deeply in sin, then you need a fresh start. You need a fresh start if you have no sources and even sadness. You need a fresh start. If you have no joy and shame, you need a fresh start. If you have no strength and weakness, you need a fresh start. Today, I want to go back to my days as a young boy in children class. By looking at the story of a man that his feelings, his feelings of choosing to start again, to start afresh, to set a new goal, and going back to the drawing board. Brother Rajesh, on, I think it should be on the 16th because I did message after his message. I said here, Brother Rajesh talked about a message titled, From Better to Better, A Call to Fellowship. If you remember, I said the message I was preparing to follow that message has to do with better. That time. But because someone was talking about vacation in my office, I changed my mind and I came out with a, a message on vacation. So today I want to go back to that, my message, which I supposed to have given that week that followed Brother Rajesh's message. So today we shall be talking about back to battle, a call to repentance and worship. Can somebody read that? Or let's jointly read it on the screen. Back to better, a call to repentance and worship. A call on how to start afresh. That is, a call to make a new turn or to make to turn a new leaf, as the English people will put it. So, like I said, let's go back to the scripture. Because this scripture reminds me of my days in a Sunday school class as a, ch- as a child, as a young boy. This passage we want to talk about. To, okay, turn with me to Genesis chapter 35. Genesis 35. This passage focuses on a man named Jacob. Who certainly need a fresh start. Jacob requires a clean slate with everyone around him. Is God and with himself. I believe everyone likes to associate with this story we're about to read now. Friday school children, can you shout hallelujah wherever you are? Amen. God bless you. I believe also your teacher might have taught you some of this story we're about to talk about now. So be patient and listen to this beautiful story from the scripture. Please listen carefully as we read the story from Genesis Chapter 35, we'll be reading from verse 1 to 15. Genesis 35, verse 1 to 15. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your garments. 
Then let us arise and go to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, and the earrings which, which were in their ears. And, ja and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Sechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them. And they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So ja Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and she was buried below Bethel under the turban tree. So the name of it was called Alon Bachut. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you, and to your descendants after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up an altar in the place where he talked with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke to him, Bethel. Praise the Lord. In this scripture that we just read, we find out that Jacob is being asked to go back to a place called Bethel. Maybe I should remind you and refresh your memory that Jacob was at Bethel earlier. Let me just quickly run through and summarize the journey of Jacob. In Genesis 28, from verse 10 to 22, we are not going to read that. We were told that Jacob was running from his brother. We know why. Because he cheated his brother. So he has to run away from him. And that place where Jacob rested, after running away from his brother, that is the place where God revealed himself to Jacob. And while Jacob was resting and fell asleep, he had a dream that angels are ascending and descending. And God spoke to him. God revealed that he will be with Jacob. That is the, the revelation that God has given to him. And just as he has promised Abraham and Isaac. Let's read from a little scripture there. Genesis 28, 16 to 17 quickly. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And that very day, Jacob named that place where he first met God, Bethel. God is here. His presence is right now here with us. You might have not seen the revelation. God might have not revealed it unto you. The angels of God, they are here. Same way, the question for me and you is that, can you remember your own better? 
where you have met God. Can you remember as I speak? That this is that time that God touched my mind. This is that time that God revealed himself to me. Where is your own better? Where did you meet God first? Where were you saved? Do you remember where you got saved? Jacob named where he met God better. You might have not given name to yours where God has met you. But... It was recorded that Jacob named that place better. See, talking about the story of Jacob, after that, Jacob got married, had children, and was very, very successful. And that blessing of God was upon him. When you look at Genesis 32 to 33, we are now reading it also, Jacob again met with his brother Esau and was able to ask for forgiveness. Who are those people that has offended you? Who are those people that you have offended that you are scared of asking them? You know, when Jacob was to meet Esau, he was even afraid. He divided his family into two. But let's see what happened in Genesis 33 verse 4. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. And they wept. They wept. The two brothers were able to reconcile. Don't allow anybody to take your blessing away. Don't allow anybody to take your joy away. Reconcile. Reconcile with those that have offended you. Look at the two brothers. Even Jacob was in doubt. But Esau embraced him. And they, they wept. They became emotional. Okay, let's go back to our story of Jacob. So, like our life, Jacob's life had its own up and down. It has his own. He knew prosperity and sadness. He knew job, joy and shame. He knew strength and weakness. It was after this that Jacob need a new beginning. He need a new start. What about you? How has your past defined you? Has your past make you to remain in your shell? Has your past been keeping you out of the blessing that God has for you. Brethren, you need a new beginning. Do you need to go back to your better? I want you to begin to ask yourself in your mind, that first day that God revealed himself to you and you surrender your life. Remember 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the, the new creation has come, the old has gone. The new is here. Back to better. He called to repentance and worship. The book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 19 to 20, says, Repent then and turn to God. Repent and turn to God. So that what? So that your sins may be wiped out. So that your sin may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Refreshing. The time to refresh in the Lord will come. And that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed to you, even Jesus. Yes, that Messiah will come into your life. When you repent, that angel that God has chosen will come for you. And we will renew your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So in Genesis 35 that we just read, verse 1 says, 
Then God said to Jacob, I don't want to go into it. You know what he said. Sister, please display it so that they can read as I speak. Genesis 35 verse 1. God offered Jacob and his family a new beginning. The verse 1 tells us that God told Jacob to go to Bethel. Jacob was the one that named that place. God told him, go back to Bethel. Just like we are doing here, every two, two years, we go back to labor, right? To renew. But in case of Jacob, it was many years that God said, go back. We always go back. If you don't go back, you won't be in this country. You have to go and renew yourself. You need to come back to go and renew yourself. You need not to wait for the invitation. Let God establish himself in his mind, in your mind, I mean. God told Jacob, go back to Bethel for a place of renewal. The same way I'm telling you, go back to your own Bethel for a restart. Go back to your own Bethel to renew yourself. God's message to Jacob is the same for you and me today. And it's a clear message. Back to your Bethel. Back to Bethel. Therefore, brothers and sisters, what do you think Jacob do after God's instruction. He didn't jump out and start telling his family, let's go, let's go, let's go. He didn't do that. That's not the record. That is not the record. So let's analyze verse 1 to 4. We are not going to read it again. If you have your Bible, try to follow it as I talk about it. The invitation from God is back where verse 1, where God has instructed him to go back to Bethel. It's not just go back there. Set to there, build an altar. Jacob did not set off for the journey immediately. He spent some time planning. He planned. He prepared his family. He prepared himself. He prepared the entire family that yes, we need to go back. Then he gave three instructions to his family, which I'm going to be asking you. The three instructions. I will say number one, so that you will know these three instructions in verse 2. All the three instructions. Please, I will ask you. First, he told his family to get rid of foreign idol. Brother, can you read verse 2? And God said, and Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your garments. Amen. So the first instruction, get rid of the foreign idol you have with you. That was the first instruction. Why? Who can be thinking that somebody like Jacob will be having that? Jacob was living in a foreign land full of idols. One way or the other, they are buying, you pick souvenir. Seeing that as souvenir, you are keeping it. Those things begin to crawl into his house. And Jacob told them, get rid of them. Why? Second Corinthians 6, 14. Be, Second, yeah. be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Read the verse 17. Same Second Corinthians six seventeen. Therefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, that I will 
that I will receive you. So Jacob was giving this instruction to his family. Do away with everything that related to idol. Get rid of them. Touch not the unclean. Bible say. Separate yourself. Do not be on equal yoke. Together with unbeliever. For some of us in our households today, God is no longer the priority. Try to make God the priority. God has been replaced with man-made God in our various homes. You may not know. Because when something is taking your time away from the presence of God, when something is driving you away, the time you're supposed to spend with God, that thing is becoming idol in your home. And that is not something that's supposed to be happening within your home. So, is there anything we are doing that we are going against the will of God? That we should not have another God before him. Whatever represents idol in our home, whatever is not allowing us to have time for God, let us get rid of it. That is the instruction of, uh, of Jacob to his family. We need to make God our priority. If you need a fresh start, if you need a fresh beginning, you need to make God your priority. It is time to put God at the rightful place in our life. Get rid of foreign idol in your home. Some of these idols might include mobile phone. The time you're supposed to pray, maybe the mobile phone is occupying your time. It might be latest technology also. You are so much passionate, or sp even sport. Some, they're supposed to be in the church because they have to play cricket in the morning or on Fridays. They are not able to make it. Apology for the lover of cricket, football also. Now they are playing World Cup, ladies' uh, women's World Cup. The timing coincides with the church. You see, some people will still not be here because they want to enjoy that match. That, is, that spot is becoming an idol. Jacob is saying, get rid of those things. Now, who can tell me the second instruction in verse 2? Don't waste our time. Anybody? Purify yourself. God bless you. Jacob told them that verse 2, purify yourself. Jacob is of course speaking not only of the outward appearance, the inner, that reminds me of the, 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 the theme for women ministry last year, inner beauty. The inner beauty. Jacob is saying that they have to purify themselves. Before you can go back to better, where the call for repentance and worship, Jacob wants their heart to be pure like gold. The same thing, if you want to go back to your better, brethren, you need to take away those things that have um, make your mind to be dirty. Purify your mind. Purify your soul. He wants their conscience to be clean. Clear your conscience. Have a clean conscience. A clean heart and mind are important for you to start afresh. That is why David in, in knew this in Psalm 51. When he wrote in verse 7, Cleanse me with his pulse, and I will be clean. Wash me, I will be whiter than snow. And in verse 10, he said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So Jacob wants himself and his family to get rid of 
everything that is will not be made that will not make them to be pure pure so he want them to be pure outside and inside so the message is the same for you if you want a fresh start and you prepare to go back to your better just begin by confessing your sin you need to confess your sin once you confess your sin it means yes you are purifying your mind you are purifying your heart you need to fix every broken relationship and to ask for forgiveness when jacob was coming so was coming they are coming from both sides by the time they sighted themselves they run at each other embrace each other brethren fix every broken relationship relationship and ask for forgiveness make effort to purify yourself if you want to go back to better the third point is what verse 2 also is in verse 2 change your clothes it's very clear change your clothes why jacob is telling his family this are they not wearing maybe are they not wearing the new fashions dresses I'm sure that because the Bible recorded that he was very, very rich. So they must be having the latest. Change your clothes. He is not just talking about fashion. The changing of the clothes has nothing to do with the fashion, but to do with what they look like. Sometimes when we live among some people, we blend. We try to put on whatever they put on, just to blend with them. We behave like them. We talk like them. We act like them. Jacob wants all this to change. He wants that to change. Because they were living among the unbelievers. And Jacob cannot be following his family to everywhere they go. They have to play with people that they live with. So he's giving them instruction. Change your clothes. His family already, they, were, they look, acted, spoke, and behaved like everyone around them. He wants them to change. Change how they look like. They have to change how they look like. And because they want to start afresh. Romans 2, 12, 2. Caution and command us about this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the new of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The message is the same for us today. If you want to go back to your own better, you need to change your clothes, change your appearance, change the way you behave, change the way you, you talk, change the way you relate ungodly with people. Repent. So for a repentance to worship God, begin by change those things that will not make you be acceptable to the world, to the God. What will not make you acceptable to the word of God? Change from those things. If you look like the world that self self change. If you look like somebody that is too selfish, change. If you are an hypocrite, change. Then, that is when you can have the, the, the courage. That is when you can start afresh. 
So if you look like the world that serves Satan, we need to change. Then you have, if you look like them, you have no witness that are different to the world. If you look like them, it might be how we dress, it might be what we drink, it might be how we speak. So going back to better for a fresh start means that you transform yourself with God's help to look more like him. I'm not saying you should not wear the latest fashion dress. Yes, you can wear it. Because we have to look beautiful for God. But what is the motive behind you putting those dresses? That is what you have to think about. God is not expecting you to wear rag. He wants you to look beautiful. So don't misunderstand me. And what happened when Jacob commanded his household to get rid of this? That is in verse 4. What they have done in verse 4. The verse 4 recorded that Jacob hide, they submitted everything to God and Jacob hide them under the oak tree. That is where God, where Jacob has hidden those things and they prepare to go to Bethes. His family listening, they bury their idol. They bury rings that made them look like the world. Jacob and his family buried those things and made a fresh start towards God. Brethren, Let's start for a moment. Let's be on our feet for a moment. We need to start with a clean slate. We need to start afresh. I want you to talk to God that, oh Lord, help me to place you as priority. Begin to talk to God silently. Help me to place you as priority in my life. When you place God as priority in your life, you will be able to start afresh. Do you need to purify, purify your heart and conscience? Tell God, oh Lord, help me, oh Lord. Purify my heart and my conscience in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you need to make the decision to be less like the world and more like God? Pray, oh God, help me to make a good decision that is more like Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. May God answer us in Jesus' name. And may He help us in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will help us to purify ourselves, to prioritize Him in our life. He will help us, He will establish Himself in our heart to make good decisions that will make us look like Him in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let's be seated. So, back to better, a call to repentance and worship. The story of Jacob going back to Bethel does not stop at the first four verses. Jacob and his families, they actually prepare themselves for better and set up for the trip. And we could find out from the scripture, if you read it, as we have read before, God protected them throughout the journey, just as many of us have gone on vacation, God has protected you. And you are back here. God protected this family. We can imagine that Jacob and his family might be afraid. Yes. For them to travel. Another, we know what happened during the journey from Egypt. We know that what happened. They might be afraid. That they are leaving the area where they are having the business. Where their flock is. They are going back to uncertainty. But God has given that instruction. 
go back. Don't forget, Jacob was going back to a significant place, an important place of his life. He named that place. He was going back there. That is an amazing place where the angels are going up and down. He was going back there. Brethren, grace where you are today. You are in the house of God. You have come back to better. Right? Amen? Amen. Like Jacob, you can have a fresh start. You can have a fresh start. It's the same God. It's the same God. Today, you have the new opportunity to start afresh. To start again. To start at the beginning. A new beginning in your life. That opportunity is there for you. Prepare your mind that maybe you want this today in this hall to be your own better. In the future, you necessarily have to, have to come back to a man. But you take yourself back memory lane and say today is the day that I name my own place better. We are used to Bethel, Bethel, Bethel. Our Bethel is there. That is where we meet to pray. That is, God bless those people that name that office Bethel. We always go back there. Where is your own Bethel? Do you remember? Or you have forgotten? Let's read again from verse 8 to, from verse 5 to 8, brother. I like to read that portion of this passage so that we can have a good handle on what is happening as Jacob was going back to his battle. 35, verse 5 to 8. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them. You see, they journeyed. The terror of God is already upon the city on their path. Yes? And they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the terminal tree. So the name of it was called Alon Bachut. I will come back to that verse 8. But let's talk about the, let me summarize other verses now. I want you to notice that the journey was not smooth at all when Jacob was returning. God was with them after they have even purified themselves. Because if they have not purified themselves, God will not be able to walk with them. If they have not changed their clothes, God will not be able to walk with them. So you need to purify yourself. You will need to change your clothes, change your mind, make yourself pure then God will be able to walk with you. So God was with them. In fact, end of chapter 4, if we go back a little bit, make it clear that Jacob was still had enemies. There was danger all around them. I think verse 30 of that, we are not going to that, but 30 or 31 in that chapter. If you read it, you understand what I'm saying. As I speak, go back there and check. But God protected him when he was going through this journey. So, what am I saying here? In you choosing that you want to go back to your better, brethren, there will always be obstacle. 
Obstacle will always be there. Don't think that, okay, I've decided to go back to my better. How will be smooth? Don't be shocked. Jacob had his own. And what is that? In that story we read, verse 7. They lost somebody. That is enough to spoil everything that God, you asked us to go back. You didn't tell us somebody will die on the way. Obstacle will come. Perseverance is what you need. You need to persevere. And the obstacle will be like a test to you. When you decide, as you are taking the decision right now that, yes, I have to go back to my own better. Oh, I don't have my own better today. This hall is my better. Today's message is my better. Obstacle will still come. Challenges will come. James 1 verse 4 says, Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You need to persevere. You need to move on. Don't, don't surrender. Don't quit. Jacob did not quit. He didn't, he didn't stop. He moved on because of the circumstances around him. Go back to your better for a fresh start. It's not to stop when you hit an uneven, um, uneven path. Yes, it will come. Don't regret. Perseverance after obstacle is the key when you are going back to your better. Unexpected will happen. The kind of trial that will overwhelm you shall never happen to you in the mighty name of Jesus. So perseverance after heartbreaking is the key when you are reforming your heart and you want to start afresh. Amen? So brethren, return to the Lord again. With confidence. Don't feel ashamed. Don't allow what people is going to say that, oh, I thought you said you are born again. Why this sudden change that you are now becoming a chronic born again? Don't listen to side talk. Go back to your better. Why am I saying going back to the better is very important? Because at that point you are making that decision that, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Wholeheartedly, you are doing it. But the things around you begin to change you, begin to divert your attention, and you cannot remember that day. I'm reminding you now, go back to your better. Return to the Lord and find the strength to overcome whatever obstacle that is coming into your way. Hallelujah. And that is what Jacob did. He returned. He believed in God. The obstacle on his way back doesn't matter. You see, coming back to God does not exempt you from sorrow. That's what happened in the life of Jacob. Jacob went back home to Bethel and faces the death of a close family friend. Deborah was his mother's nurse. Today I will call him Deborah is the babysitter. Maybe she even take care of uh, Jacob when he was baby. So she might be the oldest among them if the babysitter was still with Jacob as at that point. But God helped him persevere. Uh, Jacob persevered and he didn't allow that to stop him from going back to his better. So return to the Lord and let God remind you of his commitment to you. God has made that promise that he will be with you. 
Return to the Lord and let God fellowship with you. From that scripture, God gave him instruction. Go back and build altar. And what would they be doing in altar? They will worship God. That is fellowship. That is fellowship. They worship him. But before you can go back, you need to repent. You need to take that decision again. That Lord, years back, I've taken this decision. This is what has happened. Brethren, return to the Lord and let God's fellowship with you. And that's what Jacob did. And that's what God did for Jacob. God said, Jacob, I want you to go back to that place of closeness and fellowship with God. God was calling Jacob back to better, a place of total commitment. Going back to better. Better bring you bring you to remembrance. That's the essence of what I'm saying. As I speak to you, you remember the day you were saved. It brings you the remembrance. If you are going back to your better, it brings you that remembrance of where you are first saved. How excited you are that time. Going back to better, bring us to repentance. That's what I've just said. By surrender all those things in your hand. Back to better, a call to repentance and worship. Going back to better, bring us to a place of revival. You'll be able to revive yourself. You'll be able to fellowship with God. Going back to better, I don't know what you are going to name yours. In verse 7, we will make clear that. And he built an altar there and called the place El Better because there God appeared to him. Where has God appeared to you? Your own heart can be your own better. It might be your better. It can be your better that this is when God speaks to you. So let me tell you, don't backslide. Continue to worship him. And God will step into your matter in the mighty name of Jesus. So when we realize who God really is, then we will respect him. We will reference him. We will give him all the adoration that he deserves. As you step into your fresh start, I will just close with this scripture. That is Matthew 6, 33 says, I'm reading from English Standard Version. But see first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Brethren, let's close our eyes. I want you to flash your memory back to that first battle of your life where you got saved. Talk to God. Father, bring me back to my battle. I surrender myself. I put away all the strange God. I purify my heart. I change my garment. Garment of shame. Garment of arrogancy. I change it. I surrender unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to talk to God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And may God bless his word. Let's put our hand together for Jesus. Let us give praise, give thanks, 
let us appreciate God for his body let us appreciate God for his blood begin to talk to God Jehovah Lord we want to appreciate you for this time O Lord thank you for your blood that you shared for us on the cross of Calvary thank you for your blood that we have taken thank you for your flesh your body that was broken for us Jehovah we say thank you we bless your name we appreciate you thank you my father talk to God as you have eaten with him here on earth you will also eat with him in heaven you will not be found wanting you will not be missing at the last supper with the Lord begin to talk to God father O Lord as I've eaten with you here on earth father let me not be missing in your last supper when you come back in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit I pray let none of us my father be missing at your supper in the name of Jesus thank you almighty God I want you to pray the Bible says we should pledge our salvation with fear and trembling that is to say we should watch it we should be careful about it that oh Lord we strengthen us to take our salvation with care and trembling begin to talk to God my father my God I don't want to be careless with my salvation Holy Spirit let me be careful from now about it in the name of Jesus the Bible says what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul talk to God my father help me Lord to be careful help, help me to take my salvation very seriously help me to take my salvation serious in the name of Jesus help me Lord father let me not lose my salvation I pray because you have strengthened me by your blood and have eaten your flesh let me not lose my salvation in the name of Jesus begin to talk to God because the blood of Jesus is inside of you anything that is contrary to the blood of Jesus in your life begin to command them to get out because the blood of Jesus is in you begin to talk to God is this sickness whatever is not the will of God in your life begin to command them to depart because Jesus is inside of you right now begin to command them to depart sickness begin to depart failure begin to depart in the name of Jesus unbelief begin to depart because the blood of Jesus is inside of me thank you my father we give you all the praise we give you all the honor I also want you with the blood of Jesus to confront 
every power that is against you. The Bible says, the blood of Jesus, the blood that conquers Satan. The blood of Jesus, the blood that destroys the works of the devil. With the blood of Jesus, begin to confront every power that is against you. Whatever is not working well for you, whatever is not the will of God that is dominating your life, begin to confront them by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, I confront you. Every power of the enemy, every work of the devil in my life, I confront you with the blood of Jesus. The blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Thank you, Jehovah. Blessed be your holy name. Once again, Lord, we thank you because you love us so much. Let your name be exalted. Hallelujah. We thank you, O Lord, for your presence that is so much with us in this place. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah to your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Before we share the grace, please, those who are worshiping with us for the first time today, please use this door. And just after this door, you will meet one of our ministers. They'll be able to pray with you and they'll be able to discuss more about this service and this church with you. Praise the Lord.